All right, what's up everybody? Chris here from Chris Gates Fitness. I am back with another episode and today's episode, like the past two weeks, is going to build and continue to tell more about the three-phase diet plan that I am running right now. Um, just an update for you all, I am now 14 days into the three-phase diet program and uh, I have lost six total pounds. So uh, I'm super excited with my progress so far. Uh, my goal was to lose 10 pounds and I absolutely think that that is uh, accomplishable given my progress so far. And uh, I got a lot, of, a, a lot of stuff left to do with the program, but uh, so far through two weeks, really pleased with the progress. And over these last two weeks, I've been breaking things down for all of you to tell you about what this plan is. I haven't done this before, but my goal has been to outline this plan, tell you what I think is going to happen from it, and see if that actually comes true. Kind of like a research study where researchers will outline what their hypothesis is, then do a research study, and then tell you if that ended up being the case, if it ended up happening. Uh, at the end of the day. Now, during a research study, you don't normally see updates throughout the process of it, um, but uh, that's what I'm doing here because I think it's good to try things, test things on myself, make sure that they work for me so that they could potentially work for you and make sure that what I'm thinking in my head from a programming standpoint uh, makes sense and actually comes to life when you put the pieces together. So uh, two weeks ago, to start things off, I outlined what this three-phase diet program is. If you haven't checked that out, go to my website, chrisgatesfitness.com, where um, I break down each of the three phases. There are three phases that are each three weeks long, and each one of them has a different goal, but the overall goal of this plan is to set you up with a diet program that is uh, feasible, sustainable, and effective. And uh, so far, I'm finding it to be just that, which is great. So check out that first post, which is just an overview of the diet plan. It's called uh, My 2020 uh, Cut, and it's a new diet challenge. Um, and now last week, one week ago, I outlined for all of you the nutrition strategy that's built into this three-phase diet plan. And uh, within that, I talked about the specific goals of each phase, why we're setting up some phases to be more aggressive for weight loss, why some other phases are not as aggressive, and how that all comes together to help work you towards your goal. And I mean, we go into tons of specifics about how you set up specific calorie goals based on the phase that you're in and, and how you can uh, track and adjust based on your progress. It's very detailed. I did it that way so that you can do this yourself. Um, so I hope you'll check that out as well. Now, today's episode is all about setting up your fitness routine within this three-phase three diet program. Um, what we're going to talk about today are things like how should you work out? Uh, when should you work out? How often should you work out? What should you do if you're a beginner or if you're intermediate or if you're advanced? We're going to outline everything once again in a ton of detail so that you can walk through this process, figure out what track that you should be on in terms of setting up your fitness routine, and then hit the ground running. So 
That's what we're diving into today. Before we get into all of it, uh, as always, I like to remind you to you know, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet already. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, you can also see full video of these podcast episodes on my Facebook page and on my YouTube account. For social media, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all of these platforms that I talked about, whether it's podcast, video, social media. If you go on a platform, search for Chris Gates Fitness. I promise you'll find me there. If somehow you don't, let me know what platform it is and I'll, I'll make sure that uh, I set it up so you can do that in the future. But uh, follow along, I'd really appreciate it. And you know, as I run this diet plan, it's an example of things that I do for individuals that I coach because I am an online coach. So if you are interested in getting a little bit of guidance, getting a little bit of support and really, you know, taking whatever goal that you have or may have been trying to pursue in the past and be able to work together with somebody to accomplish that goal in a efficient manner. Well, that's what I do. I work with people with goals across the board. So it could be weight loss, like we're going to talk about today, uh, building muscle, building strength, training for a competition, like say you want to run a half marathon or a marathon, you want to compete in a powerlifting competition, um, really any goal that's related with your health and fitness, uh, that's what I'm here to do and that's what I work with people for. So um, check me out, my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. I have a page on there about my coaching services uh, and all kinds of other information about why online coaching might be right for you. So um, with all that said, we're going to dive into the topic of today, which is setting up your th- three-phase diet plan fitness routine, okay? And for starters, I want us to think deeply and honestly about how experienced you are with fitness, with training, with exercise, with physical activity. How experienced are you with doing things like cardio, low-intensity cardio, high-intensity cardio, lifting weights, resistance training, things like that. How much experience do you have? Because let's be real. There are are three tracks in this program. There's a beginner, an intermediate, and an advanced track. And if you are a beginner, a novice, and you try and hit the ground running with something like 10 workouts a week, doing two-a-days half the time, you're going to burn out almost immediately. Um, You're going to call me crazy for you doing too much physical activity. And then you're never going to get, you're never going to want to give this diet a try. You're never going to want to talk to me again or work with me again. And neither of us want that. So what I want you to do is take an honest look at your training history and make some decisions on where to start before we even get into the nuts and bolts of what you're going to do and when you're going to do it and how often you're going to do it. So the concept of starting small and building over time is really actually ideal. I say this a ton for really any goal in that you don't want to set yourself up with the max, regardless of what you want to do. If you want to lose weight or if you want to build muscle, you know, you don't want to set yourself up to start with everything that you could possibly do. Because if you do that, then you have nowhere to go. And that applies to what we're talking about today as well. I'd much rather you start small, monitor things over time. And if you find that after a week or after two weeks, you're not losing weight at the rate that you want to, you're not seeing the progress that you're looking for, well, then you can add. But if you start out doing two days every day, 
and you don't see the progress that you're looking for, you're you have nowhere to go. You can't add in more than that. Or if you start out doing two a days and after three or four days, you're so sore that you can't walk, then you're that that's what we call burnout. And then you're not going to continue with the program. You're going to abandon it altogether and never pursue the goal uh, that you may have. So take that in mind, starting small and building from there. Uh, that's what I'd prefer you do if you're saying, well, I might be between beginner and intermediate, or I might be between intermediate and advanced. Now, those are the three tracks. So let me break down each track, the beginner, intermediate, and advanced track, so that you can get some context as to what each one uh, is tailored towards. So the beginner track. The beginner track is for people who occasionally exercise or maybe even rarely exercise. This could involve you occasionally doing some cardio, occasionally lifting some weights, maybe occasionally both. Um, but the general gist is that uh, incorporating regular exercise on most days of the week would be a step up in regards to your physical activity. So the expectation here, if you're going to do the beginner track, is that you should expect to participate in exercise around five times a week. So five out of seven days a week, you're going to be doing some type of exercise. And we'll get into what those types of exercises look like uh, in a few minutes. The second track is the intermediate track. And um, for people who are on the intermediate track or should be on the intermediate track, I would say that you're a regular when it comes to exercising, some type of exercise. Uh, I would say that for you to be in the intermediate track, we would say that on most days of the week, you're in the gym or you're going for a run or you're doing some type of exercise. Um, the intermediate track assumes that you can handle a moderate amount of both cardio-based training and resistance training, which is weightlifting. Um, so on the intermediate track, you can expect that you'll exercise each day. Um, now, those types of exercise will vary so that you're not burning yourself out. We'll make sure that we're not overloading a certain muscle group or a certain form of fitness for you, but expect that you'd exercise once a day. And for the advanced track, uh, that's really, you know, uh, one that assumes that you're kind of a fitness nut. Uh, you already regularly lift weights. You already regularly do cardio. And, you know, sometimes doing two workouts a day is not uncommon. So for the advanced track, I would say that you should expect to exercise around 10 times per week. So that will uh, take into account that you will probably be doing a few two-a-days per week. Within each of these tracks, there's a lot of flexibility to allow for you to choose your own path in terms of a fitness routine, routine because really... I want this to be something that you enjoy. So I want you to choose the forms of fitness that you're doing because if you choose it, that means that you probably enjoy it or you see it being something that you can do long-term. We want this to be something that's sustainable. If it's not sustainable, if it's not enjoyable, you're not gonna do it. That's the basis of this whole plan is to make it sustainable from a nutritional standpoint, from a training standpoint, so that you can sustain it long-term and you know, a drawback, a drawback of almost any diet plan or program is that uh, it can be really hard to maintain 
long-term. So then the weight loss that you may experience in the short term is just that. It's in the short term. And then in the long term, you end up gaining weight back because you can't find a sustainable way to stay at a healthy body weight. Well, that's what we want you to do. So let's dive into each one of these tracks in in a little bit more detail and uh, just go over some of the basics of of the who, what, when, where, why, and uh, talk about what some training programs might look like for you. So for the beginner track, uh, we're going to be looking at some type of consistent cardio on three days a week. And I want this cardio to be generally low intensity. So you could maintain a conversation while you're doing this cardio. But that's not to say that you're not going to be working hard. I do want you to work up a sweat. It's going to be low intensity, so you probably have it be a little bit longer in duration. Um, But it's something that you're not dreading. It's something that not, it's not kicking the crap out of you every time you do it. So this could be going for a walk every morning. It could be hopping on the spin bike for a half hour a day, a few days a week. Um, it could even be going for a jog if you are a runner and you like jogging. Um, and it could even be some type of circuit routine or workout that you've done in the past that you've enjoyed. Again, if you've enjoyed it, then we want to try and fit it in here somehow. I also want to recommend for the beginner track that you do resistance training, uh, on at least two days of the week. Now, um, cardio is where you're going to get the real bang for your buck in terms of burning calories and, you know, getting that energy expenditure up. But that's not to say that you can't also burn calories and get energy expenditure through resistance training. Uh, You absolutely can. And that combined with just the overall health benefits that we get from resistance training are why I, I mean, I encourage anybody, regardless of goal, to do resistance training, to lift weights, to move around some type of weight. So that's no different here. I would like to see you do resistance training um, on at least two days of the week. And, you know, this could take a lot of forms. One day could be an upper body day. One day could be a lower body day. That's probably the most simple way to split out those two resistance training days. Um, Like I said, your overall health, uh, it's it's really going to be helpful. And also from a body composition standpoint, Uh, You know, if you are a beginner, a true beginner, when you do this program, it's very likely that you will burn fat, uh, you'll lose weight, but you'll also build some muscles. So uh, why not do both? Because I don't know anybody that doesn't want to be leaner, but also have uh, a good base of, of muscle so that you can just have that overall health. So that's what we're looking for here. Now, an example of what your beginner track week could look like, um, you could say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to go for a two-mile walk. So there's your low-intensity cardio right there. And then you could say on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to do my resistance training session. So on Tuesday, I'll do upper body. On Thursday, I'll do lower body. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I will rest. That's, that's a super easy structure. You're working out once a day, Monday through Friday. You take the weekend to rest, and you get back at it the next week. Um I've mentioned it before, but feasibility, sustainability, that's what we're going for here, along with the enjoyment. Okay, so let's talk about the intermediate track now. Uh, The intermediate track is going to be people who are uh, able to commit to exercising once a day. Uh, There aren't necessarily off days, but as I mentioned before, 
we're going to set up a training program and you can set up a training program that doesn't overload any part of the body or any form of fitness uh, to cause you to burn out. So to build off of what some of what we went over in the beginner track section, um, you're going to want to identify a form of cardio that you can do consistently on a regular basis. We want some of that lower intensity cardio, uh, which is low impact stuff like walking, spin bike, what we just talked about. But for the intermediate track, one of the twists here to ramp things up a notch is that we're also going to add in some higher intensity cardio as well. So um, this could include, you know, doing things like a circuit workout, uh, going for a run that's, you know, above jo a jogging pace, a, a legitimately intense run, um, or even doing some type of hit routine, high intensity interval training uh, that maybe you've done in the past and you enjoy. Uh, we talked about, you know, if you could have a conversation while you're doing it, that makes it low intensity. Uh, that's what we talked about in the beginner track. Well, for this intermediate track, what we want to look at is something that, you know, maybe you couldn't maintain a conversation during, something that gets your heart rate up enough um, and gets you working hard enough that the only thing you can focus on is that cardio session while you're doing it. Um, that's just kind of a general way to look at it to determine, okay, what's low intensity and what's high intensity. In addition to the cardio, we're going to want to build in resistance training for the intermediate track as well. And what I would like you to do is, uh, look at three to four days a week of doing resistance training. So once again, we're building on what we outlined for the beginner track section, um, and, I'm assuming that since you're in the intermediate group, you're used to lifting weights. You do that at least somewhat regularly. So um, we can get a little more specific in terms of how we target our muscle groups with, with resistance training. And we can also do it a little more frequently than we would if you were a beginner. So um, once again, here's a, an example of what a week could look like if you were in the intermediate track of this training program. Um, so let's say we break your resistance training down to uh, a push day, a pull day, and a lower body day. So on Monday, you do a push day. You're doing chest, shoulders, and triceps. Uh, on Wednesday, you're doing a pull day, back and biceps. And on Friday, you're doing a lower body day. So you're hitting your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there's your resistance training right there. And then the days in between we can fit in some of the cardio that we're talking about. So maybe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to do that low intensity cardio. Um, and then that opens you up for Saturday or Sunday to do your high intensity cardio session. So we're spacing things out where we have enough in between that we are providing you the opportunity to adequately recover from the training that you're doing, but also be ready for the next session. Uh, that's really important in terms of structuring training. So that's an idea of what the intermediate track could look like for you. And finally, we can dive into the advanced track. On the advanced track, you know, it's pretty straightforward. If you're choosing this track, I'm assuming that you don't need necessarily a ton of guidance in terms of how to set up a training program. Um, you've probably been at it for several years and you've got a lot of different training programs in your back pocket that you've run. So you know, you know, what you might want to do for resistance training, what you might want to do for low intensity cardio and for high intensity cardio and how that all might come together. The advanced track is for the fitness nut, for somebody that really trains hard frequently. 
and has a lot of training experience in their background so that you're at the point where if you want to lose weight but also maintain the gains that you've made over the years, uh, you'd need to work out relatively frequently. And I'll just give you an example of what the advanced track looks like. And this is actually what my training program looked like because uh, this is how I structured what I did. And, and I did identify myself as being on the advanced track. So most of these days I'm doing uh, two-a-day workouts. Uh, on Monday in the morning, I woke up and I did low intensity cardio on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All three of those days, I did two mile walks. It was low intensity. It was easy to accomplish. I woke up, rolled out of bed and went out for a walk. So it wasn't hard for me to just do that. That's what we're talking about with the low intensity cardio. Now on Monday evenings, I did a push day. On Tuesday evenings, I did a lower body day. On Wednesday evenings, I did a pull day. And on Thursday evenings, I did a, um, actually Thursday is where things started to change a little bit. So Thursday, my first workout of the day was a push day. Uh, so I did chest, shoulders, triceps, and I threw in some abs. And then in the evening is where I did my first high intensity cardio session of the week. So uh, Thursday evening was a circuit training session. Then on Fridays uh, in the afternoon, like I said, that morning I did the walking and uh, in the afternoon I did a pull lower combo. So I did some back biceps along with legs. Now on the weekends, I wanted to give myself at least one rest day a week. So I identified Saturday as the rest day. And then on Sundays, I did another high intensity cardio session, which was a circuit training session. So as you can see, there is one rest day in there. Um, but to get that rest day, I had to understand that on four days of the week, I'd be doing two a days, which I'm perfectly fine with. I actually kind of love that. Um, it may sound a little bit crazy, but that's just what I'm into. So, uh, we want, you know, that's what I'm into. It's feasible for me. It's enjoyable for me. So that's what I set up for myself. Let's round this out with the thing that I've said a million times over by now. I want this to be feasible and sustainable and enjoyable for you. So let's set it up that way. Now, with all that said, that recaps what we're talking about in terms of setting up your training routine. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about my training routine from this past week. I, I recapped week one last week. I want to recap week two for you here. And uh, this was honestly a, a week where I started to feel the effects of being in a calorie deficit uh, for a little bit longer term. It was nothing dramatic, uh, but I could feel that on a day-to-day -day basis, I was a little more tired than I was in week one. I was slightly less energized for my training sessions as compared to week one. And that shouldn't be a shock because we set this plan up for the first phase to be a aggressive calorie deficit. And we've seen that result so far in six pounds lost, which is tremendous. I'm super happy with that. So, um, you know, despite the slight sluggishness, my sessions, nearly all of them went very well. Uh, I am dealing with a little bit of shoulder uh, pain. Shoulder issues have been, for whatever reason, a, a common theme over the past two or three weeks for me where uh, I've had some rotator cuff soreness and I've had to adjust my training a little bit. And, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to just talk about how you train around an injury. So since I've had shoulder issues, 
Um, it's affects some of the pressing that I've been able to do. Uh, it's affects some of the you know direct shoulder accessory movements that I've I've liked to do, like lateral raises and reared out flies and stuff like that. Um, so how do you train around something like that? Well. My shoulder pain is not so much that I can't move my shoulder. If it was, I would just eliminate any shoulder work. And I would probably actually just end my training block right there and go to a deload. But um, the pain in my shoulder is such that it's sore when I move it, uh, but it's not so sore that I can't use it. So I, uh, a really simple solution, I lowered the weight, focused on technique, nothing that really overloaded my shoulder, but for lateral raises, I dropped the weight made sure that I was feeling the muscle well, and that was it. So still using the muscle, still activating the musculature, but not overloading to the point where I could risk injury. Uh, with pressing, same thing. You know, instead of doing 80s for sets of eight, dropped it down to 60s and did some extra reps, uh, really focused on feeling uh, my pecs when I'm pressing. Uh, it's all just, you know, an opportunity to kind of work on technique as opposed to work on overload. So um, something to think about if you ever run into an injury, it doesn't mean you have to stop. You should certainly evaluate what the pain is that you're having. And I talked about that in a recent Q&A about um, pain and how you evaluate that. But, um, you know, think about first the pain that you're having. And if you can continue to kind of train around the injury, uh, I would certainly encourage you to do that. Just do it in a smart way. And maybe it's something as simple as as dropping the weight. Um, this shoulder issue also forced me to adjust my high intensity cardio because those circuit training sessions that I'm doing are, they involve my shoulders. There's a lot of push-ups. There's a lot of, uh, you know, movements where I need to get on the ground and use my shoulders and arms. And that wasn't going to work out this week. So that didn't mean that I just stopped doing cardio. No, of course not. I substituted that circuit training for, getting on the spin bike for 45 minutes. So I did the spin bike this week instead of the circuit training and still felt like I got in a really good workout, still burnt a lot of calories, still saw my weight come down. So again, you can train around these types of things. Uh, the last thing that stuck out from this week was sleep. Sleep was not good. And for me, you know, and for anybody, sleep is kind of the overall equalizer in terms of the goals that you're pursuing. If you're trying to lose weight and you're getting bad sleep, you may see that you're putting in the work, but your weight really isn't moving. Um, there's a lot that goes into how you progress and how it relates to your sleep. Um, so, you know, progress or training, weight loss, whatever your goal is, if you're not getting good sleep, it's probably something you need to think about prioritizing and finding a way to potentially get better sleep. Uh, for me, it was my shoulders were just bothering me at night, limited the way that I could sleep in my bed and uh, in turn negatively impacted my sleep. So that's something I'm going to be looking at in the next week since it'll be the third and final aggressive calorie deficit week until I move into phase two, which is maintenance. I'm going to be looking into trying to get as good a quality sleep as I possibly can so that I can make the most of this last week uh, of being into a, in a calorie deficit before I transition. So um, those are the notes on my program. A lot of kind of small challenges to work around, but hopefully the, the narrative and, and the impression you get from this conversation is that you can certainly continue to keep working despite those 
little issues, those nicks that pop up. Uh, you just got to be creative and find ways to keep working through them. So that's going to wrap up today's episode. I appreciate y'all for listening. Like I said at the outset, uh, please you know subscribe to the channel on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or like the Facebook page or my uh, subscribe to my YouTube account so you can get the video versions of these. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Head over to social media. Give me a follow. Search for Chris Gates Fitness and you're going to find me pretty much anywhere. And uh, lastly, stuff like this. I, I know I threw a lot at you. And for some of you that may not be, you know, feasible, keep saying that word. It may not be feasible or realistic for you to take all this information and try and figure out how to put it together to work for you. And if you can't, Well, that's why I'm here. I am a coach. I want to help people become happier, healthier, stronger. And uh, if you're interested in running this program but need some coaching advice, that's what I'm here for. So chrisgatesfitness.com. You'll find everything about my coaching services, tons of articles on fitness and nutrition, and hopefully those can help you out. And if you are interested, contact me. There's more, more than one way to get in touch with me. DMs, private messages. There's a contact form on my website. Uh, email chris at chrisgatesfitness.com. However it works for you, let's get in touch and talk about how we, how we might be able to work together. So uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching if you did. And I'll talk to you again soon. See ya.